Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route to the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. And on a Wednesday, we do it with J.C. Cole from that bastion of the Garden State called New Jersey. How's J.C. this week? J.C. is very busy. Um Creating new habits for a freeze-drying machine. <laughs> I knew you were going to be like a freeze-drying non-stop machine. Right. Right. It, uh, it's A lot of life is about uh, creating um, uh, good habits and procedures. That's why so. athletic teams and speaking teams and everything else practice. They create habits. Absolutely. And um, we need to start practicing a lot of things on getting prepared. Um, so, and, and uh, this week and, um, you know, this week uh, we have a bunch of events that show how important it is. I think one of the, one of the um, easiest to point out are the uh, wildfires burning in Alberta. Uh, they say that there's over a hundred wildfires up there and 13,000 people had to be evacuated. So do you know the rest of the story? Well, I'm open. Cause I've been told by people in Alberta that there's 107 last count, but that was two days ago and that there has been zero firefighting taking place they're just letting it burn and individual farmers who have actually tried to do things to put out these fires have had a threat of arrest now as of yesterday noon nobody had actually been arrested but they were literally told if they continued to work of putting out fires they would be arrested and one of the results uh the spot price for um, delivery of Alberta Energy Company and natural gas jumped 34%. That would seem to be significant. Yeah, the amount of natural resources in Alberta is huge. My my father built the largest um, methyl alcohol plant in Alberta in Medicine Hat uh, back in the 70s. Um, and so... Uh, this is a bit suspicious that you have a, well, 107 wildfires. Mm-hmm. But it does go to what we've, um, we've talked about. And, um, again, I would make the offer. I had a bunch of people respond for, uh, um, a document I created for friends and, and uh, family beginning important preparations. Right. And also a listing of, of, uh, the threats facing our, um, our country, um, and our supply chain, uh, a listing of the 13 gray swans. So all you have to do is email me at ahfarmsinfo at, uh, gmail.com or go to the website www.ahfarms.org because it's time, it's past time to prepare. Yeah. We got all kinds of things hitting the fan. I do have a bit of good news, although I'm 
I'm reluctant to name them because the, I don't know what they're doing on the beef side of the equation, but in my home state of Nebraska, Tyson Foods and their Madison, Nebraska pork production facility, they had a fire that we missed. I didn't even catch it. But the good news is they opened back up for full-scale production Monday, I believe, this week. It right. was this week. Right. Uh, speaking of fires, there was a petrochemical plant in Texas um, that caught on fire. Uh, it was Shell uh, facility in Deer Park um, outside of Houston. Um, just one more fires uh, hitting you know, strategic infrastructure. So with all that said, JC, I got to tell you that, you know, I'm on the highway somewhere every day. And I've not been out of, out of, well, since I went to Utah last weekend, 10 days ago. I haven't been out of my, my region, out of the state. We've had gas and diesel prices drop by, in some cases, 30 cents. I can buy gas this week for $2.89 a gallon. And I'm like, I know what's going on everywhere in the world with the infrastructure crumbling. And yet all of a sudden we have this major drop in fuel prices. How, why and how does this happen? I, I, we noticed the same thing. Uh, red diesel here was like two sixty uh, a gallon and uh, that's farm diesel. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's farmer road diesel unless you get caught. <laughs> don't don't go near that one. You know who who, who comes after you is the IRS. <laughs> it's a tax issue. Nope, nope, no red diesel in the in the, the pickup trucks. Um, yeah. So uh, I, it's just again very strange thing. So the price of diesel is dropping, right? At the same time, while we have um. Uh, banks failing, right? And, and, uh, what was it? the Fed report reveals 722 banks are insolvent? And I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, and then we had one bank fail and all of a sudden get gobbled up by JP Morgan. And you're there like, are they using an agenda to have the smaller banks uh, go bankrupt and stuff them into the bigger banks so that the bigger banks all control banking. And that would be a conspiracy. Robber barons. Right. At the same time, central banks are buying up a huge amount of gold and telling us don't, don't invest in gold. JC, did you know, I did not know until yesterday because th- this was directly your fault. After last week's program, I went and did a deep dive on the banking system, the federal bank, federal banking reserve, uh, FDIC. And I learned, I knew about the banker Robbins, but <clears throat> excuse me, the robber barons, but it all come to fruition. And the whole civil war, there was as much about states' rights in banking as there was about states' rights in slavery. I never, I never learned that. I did not know that there was a war between Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson, and Andrew Jackson about whether states control the banks or whether there was a federal reserve. They didn't use the term federal reserve, but it was federal control at the time. And then it, that didn't really happen until 1911. But fast forward to the 2023. Nobody reported, and I found out yesterday 
that the CEO of the Silicon Valley Bank that collapsed, what was it, April? When, whenever that was, doesn't matter, March. The, the CEO sits on one of the seven in the San Francisco Federal Reserve System board that oversees Silicon Valley Bank. Greg Becker yeah. is his name. You can look it up. Greg Becker. He resigned. He resigned. And and the whole Federal Reserve system is seven appointed guys by the president confirmed by Senate. They can have 14 years as a, a member of the Federal Reserve program. It's just a joke if you really get in and look at it. And you brought that to our attention, but I went and found out all of the details. It it gets really ugly when you, uh, you know, you look pull the uh, curtain back and see the wizards. Um, you know, the, the, the whole thing is a massive control model. And it goes, and, and, and since the founding of our country, there's always been a fight over who controls uh, the currency. And, uh, um, and it almost always leads back to the city of London. Yeah. And, and this is, this is for, you know, hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And now it's being exposed, right? And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, what do we do about it? Well, you just get ready. I mean, we are in a war, and it's just clandestine right now. And, and getting people to wake up and realize we're in a war, as as terrible as that is, you know, um, you know, it, it's emotionally draining. But still, we've got to do it. Um, because it's going to it's going to hit the fan. It's going to be kinetic fairly shortly. I mean, this this week there's something. Um, there there the military has something called nuke sniffers. They're basically a plane that that uh, has high technology on it and, it, and it's looking for uh, nuclear. Um, um, uh, fingerprints. JC, we're going to talk about nuke sniffers when we come back with the second segment of Rural Route. I want to remind you before we leave that we are in a war. We've been in a war for property rights for quite some time, for sure, in my 23-year tenure in the media. Somebody that I partner with to empower you to take on this battle is Protect the Harvest. If we're going to maintain a free and fed America We must have partners, and the partner that gathers the data, gets you the information so that you can be empowered is Protect the Harvest. Go to the website, protecttheharvest.com. Sign up for the free email newsletter, protecttheharvest.com, for a free and fed America. We're back with more J.C. Cole after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce, alongside with old Nuke Sniffer himself, finding the explosive items and bringing them to us that's what jc cole does all right, right. And i so, had to really so, interrupt you about that yeah no problem no problem we gotta support the the sponsors <laughs> this is the way capitalism works and so um you know the u.s uh planes uh nuke sniffers are now over europe um running up and down basically um you know, uh, uh, certain areas, uh, meaning that they're expecting um, some form of nuclear event, which is very uh, terrifying. But uh, my understanding is we will have a nuclear event. And, uh, of course, at that 
point, most people will wake up and realize um, that uh, they're in a very vulnerable uh, position. Uh, Yesterday, while we were recording Roll Route, which Andrew Henderson is on Tuesdays with Jay Truitt, during one of the breaks, Andrew, you know, typically he's out being a dairy nutritionist. He pulls over to do live across the pond and roll route. And during one of the breaks, he said, that's a strange sound. He looked up and there was a U.S. Chinook helicopter that flew over him. He said at a very low and he said, I know it's a U.S. Chinook because I can see the U.S. flag bigger than all get out. He said it never happened to him ever in his lifetime. Right. And, and. Literally, the, we have, let's just call it the United States at this moment. Um, um, part of the military is preparing for war with NATO against Russia. And they're looking for, in my opinion, they're looking for an event for it to officially start. And, it, and they're, they're provoking Russia, uh, definitely provoking Russia to take the first move. Because my understanding, whoever whoever takes the first move loses the war, as crazy as that is. Right. So in Ukraine, the Ukrainians started the war, not the Russians. Our news is reporting the Russians started the war. That's not true. If you dive into it, you'll find the information. So Ukraine's going to lose the war. And actually, Ukraine's being thrown under the bus by what we would call the globalists. Um, they're, they're being... Uh, um, the canary in the coal mine they're getting crushed um and uh and it's going to come to a breaking point and when it does things will happen so fast you know you won't have time to go to the bathroom so that doesn't take long (laughs) no no but but, you know, now we, we, we see it. I mean, just look at some of the headlines. European banks may be riskier than the U.S. Oh, they're all linked together. And, you know, and I, I came across a document probably 12 years ago showing the, the interaction between all of the different, uh, European banks. And it was, it was, uh, it was basically frightening. That's when I, I started to wake up, you know. The, the, the French went to the uh, to uh, uh, the Italians. The Italians uh, went to the the Spanish. The you know the Germans went to the French. Uh, the British went to the Germans, and it's just a mess, mm-hmm. right? And and of course, it, it's basically a whole bunch of dominoes that are going to start falling. Um, and unfortunately for Europe. You know, America basically we're homogeneous. We, you know. Um, we speak basically one language, unless you push two for Spanish, right? But, but, uh, 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 um, uh, I gotta take issue with that after my incident this week, but you're right. I know you're right. Right. And, and, and so, well, that's one way to destroy, a, um, um, a country is yeah. to, you know, divide and conquer, divide and conquer and divide and conquer. Um, and, uh, so anyway, if you look what happens, so Europe has got a thousand years of really nasty history between all of those different cultures, and now it's going to break. You know, they tried to put everybody under one uh, currency, the euro. Well, you got a thousand years of history that says these people think differently. Germans think differently than the French, and the French think differently than the Italians, you know. And now, now you have 
um, you, you basically have a union which is going to uh, come apart, right? Which is exactly what the Soviet Union was. We have three unions, the Soviet Union, the European Union, and the Union of States. We call it the United States. That is an amazing that, little con- uh, analogy that you've just drawn there. And let's call it parasites make a huge amount of money when the union is broken. And they actually did when the Soviet Union broke up. Um, you know, the, because the systems were so linked that they now are in free fall. So that's exactly what happened in the Soviet Union. When it broke up, all of a sudden you no longer had the Soviet ruble. You no longer had a currency that these these different countries worked with. Well, the same with the United States. We have 50 countries, separate individual countries under one union called the federal, uh, managed by the federal government and one currency, the United States dollar. And that is now going to come apart. And when it does, you know, we're going to have a mass chaos, but the people who are prepared for it will we'll actually do well. Well, that's why you're here every week, to make sure that we're prepared. Right. And so if our currency, I, I, I think what they'll do is they'll replace the existing dollar with a new dollar. They come up with some patriotic name, um, you know, which which covers it up. And then we lose a, a tremendous amount of value. So one of the protections um um, is gold and silver. And, and now we're seeing that gold's at, um, I think an all time high. I think it was, uh, it's almost uh, $2,040. But if you look at the dynamics behind the scenes, it should be 10 or $20,000 an ounce. Uh, um, and silver is just over, what was it, just over $25 an ounce, which is ridiculous because it costs about that much to get it out of the ground. And it's needed for everything we use. So it's needed. what's your explanation for that, for both gold and silver being, quite frankly, undervalued? Oh, it's very simple. Okay. And it, it, it goes back to basically, basically they can control it by using fake paper. Okay, now I know that's a shocker for people. Put in a fake financial paper system. <laughs> so what happens is, on um, you can buy ETFs or you can trade in silver with paper. So you can go and buy uh, over you know through the stockbroker, let's say um, ten thousand dollars worth of silver, and it's theoretically held for you in London. So they can drive down the price of silver by increasing the paper. Right? And, and this this game has been being played for a very long time. And remember, I said everything leads back to the to um, the city of London. The city of London is not the metropolis of London. Right? The city of London is one square mile in the middle of London, which is technically. A, a city state it's not owned by the british it's owned by the rothschilds okay and so whoa, so what whoa, happened whoa, whoa, really that's a yeah, big deal cool. well well the rothschilds captured 
basically the Bank of England during the Napoleonic Wars. And they carved out their own territory, just like like the Vatican is not part of Italy. It's a city-state. It, it's, it's a separate country, if you want to call it that. The same thing with Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is not a state. Right. It's a, right. So you got the three um, being um, the Vatican, which is religious, uh, the city of London, which is financial, and uh, D.C., which is military. And this is being exposed. Right. So if you remember, the British pound is pound sterling. Sterling is uh, 9.25 percent. 90. Was it um, 90? Yeah, 95.2, I think it is, or 92.5 percent silver. Right? They added some metal in to make it a little harder. But the, so everything goes back to the British pound. So if you keep the price of silver down, that supports and keeps up the price of the fake fiat currencies. And that's all breaking. And we and, will continue with the breaking on the other side. I want to remind you that there's another valuable commodity. It's called certified Piedmontese. It's a highly dense protein substance that enables you with six ounces of food with more nutrition than any other six ounces of food on the planet. Certified Piedmontese is tender every time because the Piedmontese cattle and the breed make up the Piedmontese themselves come from Italy, but the Americans have what we're called, Jerry Hofer calls, Americanized it, which means production is good and the taste is incredible. CertifiedPiedmontese.com for that plethora of protein. We're back with the second half of Roll Route. J.C. Cole after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Loose alongside J.C. Cole coming to us from New Jersey. Talking about the Vatican, the city of London, and D.C. I never thought about the Vatican being the wealth, London being the finances, and D.C. being the military. And they're all separate cities. And we are the peasants. Exactly. Right. And so, um, so what happens is there is a war going on for control. It's almost like a war between these, these, um, bloodlines and humanity. And, and, and to some degree, the Russians are defending themselves, which is part of humanity. So Putin is coming out to, uh, remember the, the, the phrase control oil, you control nations, control, um, uh, food, food control the people. Okay, so what are we seeing? We see is a battle over food where the people who had controlled the money have infiltrated our governments, right, both state and federal, mm-hmm. and are doing crazy things, right? Um, and they're trying to provoke us into a civil war. And actually, I think they're doing a good job of it. Um, but if you, you know what their uh, their agenda is, you start to be able to um, uh, protect yourself. So as, as example, New York state is going to ban gas stoves, natural gas stoves. And, and, and they're like, what? So all in the, all hidden behind the, the excuse of 
of uh, climate change. So they're using that to control. And by 2029, you will not be able to build a building in the state of New York using natural gas. Okay, you'll have to use electric. And and so they've got you controlled. So if you if you lose electricity, 87% of Americans are on municipal water, you lose water. And if your stove is electric, you can't even boil water out of the river uh, to to uh, kill the germs. So so it looks like New York is being boiled like a frog, piece by piece. Control is uh, being taken away from them. And it looks like the stove to be used will be electric. Right? And and it, you just see this across the board. I mean, was it California's banning, uh, banning diesel freight trains? They're saying you have to, you're, you're going to have to make them electric. Um, California is banning life, period. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It, it's one of, you know, was it in, in the top, Seven um, um, uh, GDPs in the world, so it, it itself is um, a very prosperous country. All right, so here's an interesting thing to show how how uh, they're destroying things. California reparations panel um, approves um, up to a 1.2 million dollar payment for any every black residence for reparations from slavery, okay? Slavery was 100 years ago, right? And it could cost the state more than $500 billion. At the same time, California defaults on $18.6 billion of debt, saddling employers with it um, from um, uh, that they... Uh, refused to pay back the 20 billion borrowed from the federal government to cover the COVID uh, um, uh, uh, farce. Mm-hmm. So, so you got California scheme, spending scheme is the word you were looking for. The, scheme, the COVID yeah. scheme. And, and so, so literally what you're doing, um, they're funding, they're, they're creating a divide and conquer. There will be, Black residents that believe that they should get paid. Well, you know, hey, I'm Irish. I want the Queen of England to pay for when we were slaves. <laughs> it's like, uh, that, and and uh, this is just insane. Well, it's not insane. It's it's makes perfect sense if you're trying to destroy the United States. So you just put something into context for me of all the challenges that we have. The only way that any of these foreign entities control the United States is civil war and divide and conquer. So first with this, I mean, when it became right up in our face was when the USDA came out and said that all minorities who have any government loan through FHA or whatever program, your loans will be forgiven at 120%, not forgiven, Forgiven at 120%. So come in and collect your $20 for every dollar you got or every $100 you got. Now you're talking about reparations to blacks for slavery and starts in California. Uh, my history is pretty good and I know how many slaves were in California until 1865. All right. So that's, that's not even a, a starter. That's just a divider. 
And then you have the whole concept of the indigenous. And, and last night there was a meeting in Minnesota that I'm hoping to address tomorrow on this very program where federally or state-owned land in Minnesota would only be accessible to indigenous Americans. So if you're not a, a member of a tribe, and in particular I think it's the Iowa tribe, you can't go to one of these state or federal-owned prop parks. JC, the whole thing is just about creating animosity and division within our ranks so that we create a civil war ourselves, and that's the only way they win. Right. Now, what happens when if we go to a civil war? And, and you can look at it being formed. The red states against the blue states. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 oh, oh, oh is it, uh, oh, Obama? Sorry, Biden, same group, um, <laughs> is trying to pass a law saying, uh, taxing, um, the mortgage, uh, people who have mortgages, um, and good credit ratings have to pay more so that they can cover off the people who have the bad credit ratings. There it is again. Divide and conquer and, and creating a weakness in the financial system. You know, and, and, uh, and, and, and if you actually look, who benefits by the United States going to a civil war? Well, the globalists. Well, that's the, um, that's the, the old families who control the European hierarchy, right? And, and also the Chinese or not the Chinese people, the CCP. Right. And it's very clear. The, if you look in history, the majority of, of revolutions were caused by famine. The Chinese cannot feed themselves. They know that. If they have a famine, then they're going to have a revolution. If they have a revolution, probably the CCP won't be there. Right. Um, and so for the CCP to stay um, in power, they have to find um, farmland. Well, we have the best producing farmland in the, in the, on the globe. So, but they can't nuke us because it destroys the farmland. They can't hit us with an EMP because we'll have uh, meltdowns of our nuclear power plants. So why don't you have a start a civil war, have the Americans kill each other, weaken us, send our material, I mean, send our military, um, materials to defend ourselves to Ukraine right? and and then um, hit us with a bioweapon and then most of us are gone. What? You can't see this? And what are they doing? We know now we have over 2,000 people illegally coming across our southern border and the U.S. government is not doing anything to uh, actually uh, to yeah. stop it. You're right. Encouraging they're actually, it. No, they're they're not more than encouraging it. They're they're facilitating. Yeah, they're facilitating it. I mean, uh, this guy um um was his uh Jan is his last name. Um, Keith Jan. Uh, no, I think it's Michael Jan. Oh, you're uh, right. Who, it's Michael Jan. Um, who who did uh you know did a video of these these guys in camp and and. Uh, was it Mayorkas, uh, is down there facilitating it. You know, they, they have, how can we have Chinese coming across our southern border? What they do? Swim the Atlantic? You know, or the Pacific? And, I mean, it, it's, it, it, 
there is a network of how to f- funnel these guys, your uh, military age, across our border. So uh, we're being invaded. Just as a reminder, I did a lot of stuff on social media networks that I won't name uh, that were was on the edge, including you. And it was one week after I went to Eagle Pass and reported from the border that I got banned from the majority of the social networks that I've been ma- banned from. And when I was there, I learned what you just said from the Texas National Guard that they don't have just random stragglers showing up. The day before I came, they had 1,600 from Venezuela show up at one in one batch. They don't just do that. They don't just swim the Atlantic Ocean as a little Chinaman and come over here to say, I'm going to go seek a wife because there's not enough women in China. No, they were flown. They were probably flown into Mexico. They're organized, and they marched to the border. It's all orchestrated. I, I think they're coming into um, South America and then being transported up. But I, I, Could be. By, by the way, I, I think there's probably many different ways to do it. And, 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 you know, and we've got an attack from all sides. It's called the Blitzkrieg. It's coming from everything. So it's called the what? Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. Yeah. A Blitzkrieg is what the Nazis did the first time that they, they coordinated all parts of the military to attack. And if you study the war before the actual physical war happens, they attack the financial system. The moral structure of the of the the country, um, um, uh, the 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 food supply, and that's what we're seeing. We're we're seeing uh, we're being attacked from all sides, and here's one. Okay, so here's one. Uh, let's jump to some of our uh, what happened this week in history of significance because it's playing Wait, out. Right I have th- I have thirty seconds, and I'm going to shut you down. Okay, so so um, what what we're we're seeing is the rise of the force Fourth Reich and who they're related to, right? And and this shooter that happened in uh, in uh, Texas this, uh, this week, right? If you look, he had Nazi uh, swastikas tattooed all over him. We'll pick it up there when we come back. You know, with all of this being said and as many challenges as we have, the truth of the matter is that we would have been here a long time ago had it not been for the men and women who've been willing to say, I want to be a part of the solution. I want to protect future generations of Americans. So how do we say thank you to those individuals? Well, the there are many ways. I'm not saying there's one way. One that I have found to be tremendously insightful and capture the attention of people is a monitor on the wall, the wall of honor. We we tailorize that to the local scenario. Get details about how you can be a part of the Wall of Honor at thewallofhonor.org. We're back with the last segment, J.C. Cole, and more. What happened this day in history after this? Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose, alongside with the Blitz Craig. Too much German going on here. All right. Yes. This week in so, history. All righty. So May 8th, 1348. That's a little before my knowledge. That, that a ship c- coming from Bordeaux carrying the plague 
lands in Dorset, England. Okay. And for those who don't know, the bubonic plague wiped out between a third to 50% of Europe. Um, and that's carried by the, um, uh, the brown uh, rat flea. Okay. What many people don't know is that the, the bubonic plague is here in the United States. And so all you have to do is, is uh, Google the, or sorry, didn't mean to mention that word, search the uh, uh, CDC plague map, and you will see where it's in the United States. It is kept in check with antibiotics. It, it's basically a bacteria. All right. 80 to 90% of our pharmaceutical components are produced by China. If When we go to war with China, they shut that down. There will be a, a massive shortage of antibiotics. And we see this. For farmers, starting in June, you will have to have a prescription written to buy antibiotics for your livestock. Uh, okay. Just to clarify... January, June 27th, in order to buy an injectable antibiotic, you have to have a prescription. If you have been using feed grade antibiotics, you've been at that level of needing a prescription for now going on four years. So it's just continued control. And this is the last hoorah in our ability to control without some government oversight a disease. So when our supply chain collapses, we will see the surgeon of, of deadly diseases which had been eradicated right and this actually happened to me so so one of the things that people don't know is if you look up something called thieves oil that's the plural of thief thieves oil where they um apparently in france the the plague was so bad they'd mark the house and you wouldn't go into it and then they found out somebody was going and robbing the houses and they're going how can they rob the houses because it's it's basically can you know condemned quarantine and so so it ends up um and in those days the 1300s if you got caught stealing um you basically were guillotined or hung um and, and you know the penalty was death <laughs> and so uh so um they finally caught the guys and the, and the guys were really you know, changing their underwear because they knew they were going to be hung. And and uh, the story goes that they said, listen, we're not going to hang you. We're not going to kill you. We just want one answer. How is it that you're not catching the plague? And they go, oh, yeah, sure. We're spice traders. We have a mixture of these uh, these different oils, these five oils, and uh, uh, they're basically antibiotics, natural antibiotics. It's called thieves oil. And if you search, you'll find it. Okay, so how are we going to protect ourselves when the existing supply of antibiotics stops? And there's a bunch of ways, right? And you got to look into it. And that's why I keep on uh, saying, you know, get the book um, When Technology Fails, because antibiotics is technology also, right? And, and, uh, well, to a a point, there's technology in there, but I'm just going to repeat the oldest story that I tell in this regard. So through the generations of raising 1 million animals in my lifetime, 
I've stopped doing some things that were considered technological advancements. One of those is I learned that antibiotics come from a fungus in the soil. That's the source of antibiotics, kind of what you just described with thieves oil. And so I got to thinking that I have pigs in the farring house and in the heat of the summer, when a sow is lactating and you have a sow that's lactating a lot and it's hot, there's stress and the pigs will get into a scour and they will scour enough to where they will kill themselves. You talk to any veterinarian and they will have a, a spectrum of antibiotics to use to stop this scour. And Trent got to thinking, well, you know what? If, if the antibiotics come from the soil, a fungus in the soil, why don't I just store a high quality pile of dirt? And when I get pig scouring, I'll just take that dirt, sprinkle it on a mat and they will root through the dirt. I've done that. I've not used antibiotic in the farming. I haven't used an antibiotic, quite frankly, for two generations of pork production on this place. And that soil, that soil will stop a scour anytime. It comes, it's the biome of the gut. You go in there. You just got to get back to the basics. So it is technology, but all they did was take something that exists in the soil and put it in a, a marketable package and sell it to us. Right. And you, you touched on one of the important things, the bio of the gut. And yeah. of course, what, what is killing the bio of the gut? Um, antibiotics. Well, antibiotics is one, and but also um, um, a Roundup. Uh, um, was it? The glyphosate. Glyphosate. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's getting into our food supply and it's, it's disrupting our, uh, our gut. Well, now, now we start to see how is it that 30 or 40 percent of Americans are obese? I, I mean, it's an attack on humanity. It's, it, it's, it's a whole so control system. I, 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 I'm still jury out on whether glyphosate is a culprit in that. I'm not promoting, promoting glyphosate, but I know it's easy to blame it. But I am, I am wanting to get more data on what glyphosate does to the soil because by the mere fact of how it works, it makes sense to me that it would kill bacteria in the soil. And consequently, if it kills bacteria in the soil, wouldn't it do the same thing to your gut? I follow that logic. I want more okay. data about that because I'm not convinced so, that that's So the happening. lady to look, I forgot, um, um, uh, she's, um, She's got a, uh, three degrees from MIT. Yeah. Uh, I think her last name is Senior. Said it, it is. I have actually, right. de- and, and I've actually said, debated her. Okay. So, so she says, but basically, uh, um, it's a ligand. And what mm-hmm. a ligand is, is a, a molecule that has an empty spot that captures, um, uh, certain ions and, and, um, like um, you know the the needed ions we um, that we need to grow, so so it's capturing. It's basically starving the plant to death by capturing the nutrients that are needed and locking them up into uh, a chemical compound. I agree um, with all that. And, and I I learned this I learned this in biology class where uh, uh, the um, uh, grandmother's uh, solution for um, uh, lead poisoning from uh, uh, hooch, right, uh, is a whopping few big uh, 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 tablespoons of mayonnaise. You go, really? Yes. If you get uh, moonshine poisoning, you take mayonnaise. Why? It's a ligand. It goes into your system and captures the lead. 
That's crazy. So, yes. Yeah, so- I agree with all that. The challenge that I have is I don't eat any food that's had glyphosate put on it. That you know of? No, I don't. I, 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 I do not. Look, because you look at the foods, you, corn, field corn, I eat products that are fed glyphosate or are fed corn that had glyphosate applied and soybeans, but I don't directly eat them myself. Because I don't eat canola oil. I don't eat corn. I don't eat alfalfa and I don't eat soybeans direct. I eat products that come from the consumption of those. So I just think this is a fascinating area to spend more time digging. Right. One, one other thing I wanted to go back to, JC, because I lived this as well. If you talking about bubonic plague, if you look at the regions of this nation where the largest population of prairie dogs exist, and man, Colorado can tell you all about prairie dogs. But when we were in on the Rosebud Reservation in South Dakota, we lived in the capital of Prairie Dog Central. And while prairie dogs are not protected, the black-footed ferret is protected, and the black-footed ferret likes to live in prairie dog towns and feed on prairie dogs. Guess what the biggest bubonic plague harborer in the United States is? Prairie dog. It's here now. Right. We, li- we lived in the middle of it for five years. Right. And and so I came across this in the 80s because um, um, that uh, apparently the brown rat flea jumped to the squirrel flea. And so in in California, in the national forests, uh, the squirrels caught the bubonic plague and are spreading it. And and you wouldn't believe what our number one protection against this is. Flea powder. They literally, when it starts to break out, they take a PVC pipe, right? Um, they put some squirrel bait in there and they load the pipe with uh, flea powder and the squirrel goes in and is fighting to get the bait off of the the um um the hook right uh, and and he's rolling he's self rolling around in flea powder oh good so our protection our protection to the black death is yeah. flea powder right <laughs> hey i i say we we've got some trouble coming right and uh, I want to tell you one other hidden gem that ties in. I thought of it because of your mayonnaise comment. You remember the Flint, Michigan lead outbreak. What yeah. nobody reported in the news, but I knew because I was talking to my friends who were a part of it. The Michigan dairy industry sent semi loads of milk to the folks that had been affected by lead poisoning because the data shows that milk itself will neutralize lead in the body, which I believe is what led to that whole same chemistry in the mayonnaise. There is a huge proponent of milk from cows that protects the human body that nobody ever wants to talk about. JC, we have 30 seconds. What do you want to do the rest of the time? Well, again, it's, um, you know, we've, we've got to get the books. We've got to prepare if you want it, uh, the, the, um, you know, the beginning important preparations, uh, just send me an email and, uh, you, you know, give that email address one more time. Okay. Yes. It is ahfarmsinfo at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, get ready. It's going to get nasty. It looks like we're going to have a banking, uh, collapse someplace. July, uh, um, maybe June, July. And of course, we may have a U.S. debt default, 
which just sends everything flying. Yeah, and it seems to be less of a concern because we got rain on the Great Plains of America. Don't let that fool you. It's still tough times coming ahead. No matter what, it's beneficial to plan and prepare for your family and your community. As always, we say thank you to J.C. Cole. Hey, stop in and see Robert Farnham at High Plains Cattle Supply. I understand the jerky supply is gone. We'll take care of that directly. For J.C. Cole, I'm Trent Luce. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a rollout.